Good Monday morning, and welcome to another episode of the podcast, Insanity, A Peace of Mind. I am your host, Stephanie. Episode 109 is going to continue with the topic of generational trauma. I'm going to make a little bit of a detour and hopefully it will all tie back in. I'm pretty sure it does. But the reason I'm making this detour is because last week at the end of the podcast, I made a passing reference to a researcher who says the effects of parental stress and its impact on children, i.e., obesity, diabetes, and brain development can vary based on the sex of the baby. And then there's this quote, prenatal stress seems to affect boys more and postnatal affects girls more. This may have to do with the protective effects of the female placenta during gestation, unquote. That's all it says. And I had someone reach out who picked up on that and asked me a question about what the research shows the differences are in the way men and women, boys and girls, are impacted by generational trauma, which was a really good question. So I started to do some research, and it was disappointing to say the least, and interesting. Also, I could find almost nothing that talked specifically about how generational trauma impacts men and women or boys and girls differently. I I say almost nothing. I mean actually nothing. What I did find was a lot of articles that talked about post-traumatic stress disorder and the gender differences that are obvious in that particular diagnosis. The question then becomes, can this information be generalized or extrapolated and used to inform us how men and women or boys and girls experience generational trauma differently? My answer is I actually do not know because I don't think generational trauma can be universally identified with other types of trauma. So with that, I'm going to give you this information anyway because it was very interesting and maybe some of you out there have experiences or information that will help you fit these pieces together if they can be fit together. In the meantime, it is interesting information. So PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder and PTE are potentially traumatic events. And it's important to know the distinction between those two things. 
because I will use PTSD. I probably will not use PTE. But the reason they call them potentially traumatic events is because trauma is not experienced the same by everybody, meaning not what is traumatic for me may not be traumatic for you and vice versa. So they refer to them as potentially traumatic events because we cannot make these broad generalizations about some traumas. Others, it's easy to generalize and assume that everybody will have some negative reaction to certain events. Another interesting point to note as I went through all these articles is the statistics they used to identify how many people experience PTSD across the world or in America or however they were using their statistics were kind of varied. So I believe the United States one ended up to be pretty consistent overall, but I'm looking at a multitude of articles and so I'm not going to be really specific in the statistics. Also, most of the articles referenced the same study or studies repeatedly. So there's not a ton of research, even if there's a lot of articles. With that, let's start going through some of this stuff. Trauma is common. It is experienced by many individuals across the globe. And at some point in our lives, it is likely that we will experience something that induces pain, emotional dysregulation, physical harm, emotional harm, harm to our children, to our homes, to our communities. These things will be traumatic. And some of us will have very normal dysregulated reactions, and we will move through it, and we will move on. Some of us will not. And if the pain, whether it is spiritual or emotional or mental pain, goes beyond a normal reaction, it turns into a traumatic event or a traumatic experience that is then very difficult to cope with. And because trauma affects everyone differently, Sometimes it'll evolve into a post-traumatic stress disorder or other health-related concerns, and sometimes it will not. And with that, trauma affects men and women differently. So post-traumatic stress disorder is a psychiatric disorder in the diagnostic statistic manual that is used by mental health professionals and other helping professions to diagnose this particular disorder. And it occurs in people who have experienced or witnessed a traumatic event. Remember, traumatic being the pain or dysregulation experienced exceeds some type of normal baseline. Natural disaster, accident, terrorist act, potentially war, sexual violence, death threats, 
I don't mean death threats. I mean threats of death. So terminal illnesses, uh, near death experiences, severe injury, those kinds of things. PTSD affects approximately, this is one of those statistics, 3.5% of U.S. adults every year. So an estimated 1 in 11 people will be diagnosed with PTSD in their lifetime. This statistic comes from a article called, an article called, Does Trauma Affect Men and Women Differently? And I believe it is written as a blog post on a website. Symptoms of PTSD may include any of the following. Repeated or involuntary memories, distressing dreams, flashbacks, the avoiding of people, places, or things that give you any reminder of the traumatic event, the inability to remember certain aspects of the event, negative thoughts about yourself or your experience, depression that includes the inability to experience positive emotions, irritability or anger, usually outburst-like, uncontrolled. Those types of things are symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. And PTSD can happen to anyone, but there are differences in the prevalence of the disorder between genders. So again, this article says that about 10% of women are diagnosed with PTSD at some point in their lives compared to 4% of men, which is a very interesting statistic because men are more likely to be involved in traumatic experiences than women are. So that begs the question, what's going on here? Let's do a bit of background on PTSD and its origins before we dive into the question of what is going on. Trauma and PTSD first came into the I guess the cultural narrative sometime in the 1980s as an issue that primarily affected men and primarily affected men returning from the Vietnam War because they all described these post-war symptoms, flashbacks, nightmares, extreme anxiety, insomnia, and terrible mood disturbances. So PTSD is really born out of this experience, which is generally, especially back in 1980s, because of the Vietnam War earlier than that, it was a male-dominated diagnosis, so to speak. Today, and this article, it's a different one, but this article it was written in 2016, but today, there is a growing body of research that has established that trauma is actually a much wider category than a battlefield or the work-related trauma experiences usually experienced by men. 
So first responders, police officers, ambulance drivers, things like that. So we now have this broader understanding of what trauma can be. So that discovery has reduced the cultural notion that trauma mostly affects men. And there is continued evidence growing that suggests these potentially traumatic experiences and these and post-traumatic stress disorder also affect women. And again, they affect women in different ways. We know that a woman's risk of developing PTSD is approximately two times higher than a man's. And we know that that is interesting and notable because men generally experience more traumatic events than women do. The reason for the statistical difference is that females are more likely than males to experience a certain type of trauma, rape, sexual assault, or child abuse. And these particular potentially traumatic experiences correlate with a greater chance of developing PTSD than do other potentially traumatic experiences like car accidents, disasters, or violence, witnessing violence. So women's experiences are that their traumas are the type of traumas that are more likely to show symptoms of PTSD. And why this is, is still fodder for research. A possible reason that PTSD is diagnosed more in women than men is because the DSM criteria includes cognitive and emotional responses to traumatic events, makes it more likely that PTSD is the diagnosis. So again, this goes back to the fact that men might experience more traumas. They do not have the emotional response to traumatic events that women do. The other thing is that anybody who experiences multiple traumas will be more likely to re-experience their old PTSD symptoms if confronted with a new traumatic experience. So if you have a woman who has experienced a sexual assault in the past and she and her husband get in a car accident 15 years later, the woman is more likely to report increased PTSD symptoms than her counterpart husband because they already have this history of this PTSD experience from the sexual assault. So the accident is just a re-triggering of old PTSD symptoms. I want to clarify, the accident is not just a re-triggering of the old PTSD symptoms because the accident 
is in of itself a traumatic experience, but it might amplify the current symptoms from the accident because of the older symptoms. So I wanted to make that caveat, which brings me to this little parenthetical. I go back and listen to these, not immediately, but after I realize that I make generalizations. I say words like always and never. I try not to, but I know that I do. And I just ask for your forgiveness if I ever sound like I am making a definitive statement or I use a word that discounts some other aspect of what I've said. So just bear with me. Sometimes putting this all together is not that easy and I know I miss things. I've listened to two or three of them over the weekend. And as I have listened, I have said, ouch, or oops, or something like that. So thank you for your gentle kindness and your mercy as I make all kinds of mistakes. And that was one. Now, to the other point about why men may not fit the current diagnosable criteria of post-traumatic stress disorder, as outlined in the DSM, is because their symptoms look different. They, referring to a research study that was uh, done, the male participants in this particular study did not report cognitive or emotional disturbances like anxiety or depression. They, however, did report behavioral issues, drug problems, and personality disturbances like irritability, anger, and violent outbursts. So, Weirdly enough, those are some distinctions between the DSM criteria. Now let's talk about some culture and gender role differences that tend to play a significant role in the prevalence of PTSD among women. And this is in the research and you knew it was coming because PTSD has been found to be more common in communities and societies that have traditional gender roles. And this is often because women in these spaces and places are more likely to feel emotionally vulnerable, and that actually contributes to their higher PTSD rates, which I will get to in a minute. And the flip side of that is that men are more likely to have difficulty talking about their trauma because it's not okay for men to be a victim of their traumatic experiences, whether that is uh, letting somebody know that they were sad or emotionally affected or scared by an accident or the only word I can think of is traumatized when their wife and child were hurt in a violent crime or something. I'm giving extremes because again, this is just to show that the cultural differences are useful to understand because men have a harder time being vulnerable 
in these traumatic areas. So due to this particular conflict, the conflict of not being a victim, a victim of your emotions, a victim of a crime, a victim of anything because you are a man and you are strong and you are in control and you can protect themselves, you can protect yourself and you can protect your family. Okay, with that conflict, they tend to experience more shame and share less and seek out treatment less. Probably not grammatically correct, but that is what happens. All right. Then there is the differences between the way men and women cope with their trauma. And it too is very different. So women tend to cope with their trauma in ways that increase the likelihood of developing PTSD. Now, Remember, an experience is just an experience. It becomes trauma when the emotional distress or dysregulation from the experience passes some type of normative stage. And that is also very personal. It's not determined by another person. If you find yourself avoiding the grocery store where you saw a robbery and driving five miles out of your way to go to a different grocery store, or worse yet, not going to grocery stores at all, you are experiencing PTSD as a result of the experience. I hope that makes sense. I may have been in the same grocery store, seen and experienced the same robbery, and have no such lingering impact. And so women who are coping with trauma generally do not use fight or flight. They often use something referred to as tend and befriend. This means that women will increase their caretaking of the people around them. And this makes them feel better. Not sure why, but it's part of their coping strategy. The other thing they do is they try and reach out to people to find relief from their distress. And with this need for people and support, if they don't get it, or if their community doesn't understand, or if they can't find a listening ear, then they become more vulnerable to chronic and increased PTSD symptoms because their social network is not giving them the support they need or they feel rejected and abandoned. That is the female coping style, generally speaking. Men, on the other hand, cope with trauma through anger. It seems like a definitive statement. Probably not, but again, it is often the easiest way for men to react, again, because of the social norms, the gender expectations. 
If anger equates with strength and power, and it often does in many of our cultures, then it becomes a mask for other emotions. And generally speaking, a man will not express sadness, fear, or anxiety because that opens up this intolerable window of lack of control. So men healing from traumatic experiences, assuming they're seeking help from anybody, need a little bit of assistance in identifying the feelings underneath the anger. And then how to help the help to Lee express their anger. I want to mention as well that the things that I researched and printed out to talk about this topic were mostly based on one or two research articles that came up over and over and over again. And one of them is called The Moderating Effects of Sex on Insula Subdivision Structure in Youth with Post-Traumatic Stress Syndromes. No, Post-Traumatic Stress Symptoms by Megan Klebund, PhD. Carl Weems, PhD, and Mira Raman, MS, Victor G. Carrion, MD. Okay. And this is what I'm going to tell you about this. The abstract of this article, which is just this kind of brief summary of what's going on, tells us that the insula, part of the brain, is involved in teroceptive processing emotion awareness, and attention to salient stimuli. And so the research shows that these functions are specific and overlapping within insula subdivisions. And the reason this is important is because the purpose of this study was to examine potential insula subdivision structure differences in youth with post-traumatic stress symptoms compared to controls and use test use sex gender as a moderator of these differences so this is part of what they found the method they used was the insula structure meaning the volume surface area and thickness was measured using mris And then they calculated it using a certain kind of software, and they compared the insula structure across age and sex-matched boys and girls with PTSD symptoms. So they had 30 boys and girls with PTSD symptoms, 29 without, and then they controlled for age and whole brain measurements. So this is what they found. The differences were specific to the insula's anterior circular sulcus. Within this particular subregion of the brain, boys with PTSD symptoms demonstrated larger volume and surface area than the control boys who had no PTSD symptoms. 
And girls with PTSD symptoms demonstrated smaller volume and surface area within this subregion than the control girls, meaning those without PTSD symptoms. This means that there is this wonderful discussion that indicates there is a neurobiological explanation for sex differences in youth with PTSD symptoms. And that's all I know. Pretty interesting. And each article I read indicated that there needs to be more research on women with PTSD. Because for decades, the only PTSD research included men. And so all of this stuff is new, and it is a wonderful area of research, and it is growing. Now, I am not completely sure how that relates to the differences between boys and girls and generational trauma. However, it is a pretty decent overview of how men and women respond differently to traumatic events in general. And so if you are experiencing this in your family or in your relationships or with people you know or love, and you have an inkling or an impression or a sense that you are seeing different ways that it's being experienced in men and women between you and your brother or you and your children, then that probably makes sense. And I wish I had more to give you. But this I thought was really interesting and might open up some doors or windows for you all to go through. I know this is a big topic, generational trauma. It touches on so many different areas of life and I'm going to keep going. It's just that I don't know that I can do it week after week after week. So stay tuned and fear not because I will talk about the epigenetics. I will talk about breaking cycles. I will talk about healing and all that other stuff. And if you are still having questions and there's still things about it that you want specifically addressed, please feel free to continue to reach out. I love the feedback and I love the questions. And I might be a very slow responder, but I will respond. So thanks for engaging. And I am really delighted to be on this journey and providing this information that hopefully is beneficial to you. When I take a break from a heavy topic, it's usually because the research is more than I can do in any given week, and I don't want to flub it up or do any part of it a disservice. So I might just sneak in something that's a little less labor intensive for me. That's why I may not go consistently week after week after week, but I'm on it and I'm in it and I'm here to keep doing it. 
I'm going to leave you with a quote that might bring up more questions that we can address later. It's from Bessel van der Kolk, and it says, trauma comes back as a reaction, not a memory. And have a great week. Thank you.